Shalom to all! Today we're going to learn Mishnah's Peah, Perak Beis, Mishnah Ches, and Perak Gimel, Mishnah Aleph. And today's Mishnah's are being learned by Schoser, B'Shalom, Zalman, Vizagas, and Marasiyat, Vichalyot, Sechalotzeim. They should be given with a Sachat, Slach, and Siat, Dishmaya, good health, Parnasa, B'Shafa, and Kaltov, Sela. Now we just learned the Mishnah Zayin that the Chiv of Peah is to leave over some of the field unharvested, which means in essence that the Chiv of Peah is only activated at the end of the harvest. And as we said, if the end of the harvest was done not by the owner, but by some sort of other force, the ants, animals, the wind, the mafia, something like that, the owner does not have a Chiv to give Peah from that which he harvested originally. But now we're going to have the flip side of that. Mishnah Ches tells us, Kisrul listem chetzya, let's say robbers or this other force came in and they harvested the first half of his field, Vikatsahu chetzya, and he harvested the second half of his field, meaning he finished the harvest, Naisen Peah Masha Katsar, he does have to give up Peah from that which he harvested. Since he finished harvesting the field, and as we said, the Chiv of Peah is activated at the end of the harvest, so he would have to give Peah of his field. Now, what's important is that he only has to leave Peah of the half that he harvested. Since the first half of his field was harvested by a different force, he wouldn't be Chiv to leave Peah for that. Another case where this halacha would apply. He harvested the first half of his field and then he sold the second half of his field to his friend, who was a yid. The buyer, the one that finished harvesting the field, he has to leave payah for the entire field, even the first half that his friend, the original owner, harvested. Why is that? Because as the original owner was harvesting the field, he had in mind that as he neared the end, he would leave over the required amount. When he sold the remainder of the field, it's as if he was selling it with the specification that the payah that he would have left over isn't included in the sale and the buyer now has to leave payah for the entire field, not just the half that he bought. A similar halacha, let's say he harvested the first half of his field, and then he was makdish the remaining half of his field, he gave it to the Beis HaMikdash. Gizbar, the one that redeems the remaining half of the field from the Gizbar, from the Beis HaMikdash, who nice and payah he has to give payah off in the entire field, even the first half that the original owner harvested, again, for the same logic, because as the original owner was harvesting the field, he had in mind that as he neared the end, he would leave over the required amount, and when he was makdish it, it's as if he did so with the stipulation that whoever redeems it from Hektish would be chayv to take off all the payah even from the first half of that field. And now moving on to Paragimel Mishnah Aleph, we're going to go back to what we were discussing at the beginning of the previous parak, which was what's considered something dividing a field into two. So Mishnah Aleph tells us, squares of tvua that are in between zesim olive trees. So a person has a bunch of olive trees. Olive trees are planted fairly far apart from each other, so he decided to plant wheat in between these olive trees. So he has these different squares of wheat planted in between his olive trees. So Beishamai says, he has to leave off payah from each individual square. So for example, if he has 60 individual squares of wheat planted in between his olive trees, he would have to leave off a little bit of payah from each square because each one is considered like his own mini field. Beishil says, no, he could leave off one payah for all these squares. And so since he has 60 squares, he could just leave one of those over as payah, that's a 60th, and the rest he could harvest completely. Now, even though this seems simple, actually Beishamai and Beishil are only arguing in a very specific case. If there are 10 trees planted in a space greater than 50 by 50 amas, effectively making the space in between the trees more than 18.25 amas, then even Base Hill agrees that these patches of grain are each considered their own mini fields and each one needs their own payah. If there's 10 trees planted in a space less than 50 by 50 amas, meaning there's less than 18.25 amas in between each tree, then even Beishame agrees that these patches are viewed as one and one pay is separated for all of them. The whole machlekes is, if we have 10 trees planted in exactly the space of 50 by 50 amas, which means there's 18.25 amas in between each tree, so then they have this machlekes. Beishamek considers each of these individual squares like its own individual mini field, and we would have to separate payah from each square, whereas Beis Hillel says they're all considered connected. However, Umaydin, Beishamek does agree to Beis Hillel that even in this scenario, she'im hayu ma'iravin, if the tips, if the corners of these rows, if the corners of these squares are mixed in, they somehow are connected, shu'n daisim payah 
call that he could just leave one payoff for all of them because they are considered connected and it's considered like one field. Even though the flow of grain is broken up by the olive trees that are planted in the middle, since they are all somehow connected, even by a thin little strip, it's considered like one big field. And even Beishami would agree that you could just leave one bit of payoff for all of them. We're going to stop here for the day. Pick up tomorrow with Mishnah Beis and Mishnah Gimel. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.